Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there, and hello to you today. I'm so thankful that you're joining me for the podcast, and I'm super, super, super excited to share some encouragement. I mean, like straight up encouragement via one of God's promises that we find in the Old Testament book of Psalms. We're going to take a look at the faithfulness of God. You and I are just going to be examining God's faithfulness today, uh, and we're just going to see what God has to say to us, what he does as we take him at his word and believe that his promises are 100% true. You're listening to the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast, part of the Spark Network, now playing in the Edify app. This is episode number 132. The faithfulness of God matters. In every moment, it matters. And honestly, it may actually matter far more then we realize God's faithfulness keeps everything going. Okay, this is something to think about here. Every heartbeat is thanks to the faithfulness of God. It's due to God's faithfulness. Every single time that we inhale and take a breath, it's proof that our God is faithful. When the sun comes up, that proves God's faithfulness. When the leaves fall from the trees, and the seasons change, this proves God's faithfulness. When somebody sends you like a text message to let you know that they care about you, they're thinking of you, they just spent some time praying for you, you know, guess what? That points to the faithfulness of God. God put you on their heart, and his faithfulness is what actually moved them to reach out to you. God's faithfulness is something, it's just so certain. We can miss it on the daily Uh, Let me say that again. God's faithfulness is so certain that we can just flat miss it. We can take for granted that next heartbeat, the next breath that we're going to take, the fact that the oxygen ratio is exactly what we need. We can take for granted when somebody sends us a text and we may not even reply to them for a couple of days. I am one of the world's worst texters. I mean, my texts can just get lost down the, you know, I see the notification come through and, uh, or sometimes I don't, and I get five more texts on top of that. And it might be later that I go, oh my goodness, I did not reply to that. You know what? God's not, God's not like that. Aren't you glad that he's so faithful that you don't say a prayer to him? And then he kind of goes spaces out and forgets to respond. God is so faithful that we can just miss it. That next heartbeat, we can take it for granted. That next sunrise, we can just not even think about it. You just get up and start the day. It's just another day. It's going to be another long week. Or it's a great day. I'm super excited. I'm taking off on vacation. Whatever the case may be, you can still just not remember how faithful God is. And in spite of the fact that we so often, we just don't see it. We don't really recognize it. We don't acknowledge it. But 
yet it keeps on being our reality. It keeps on being our reality. People keep loving us. God keeps waking us up in the morning. Our hearts continue to beat. That in itself is proof of just how faithful the Lord God Almighty truly is. The fact that we can miss it, and we do miss it all the time, and he's still so faithful, isn't that just even more proof of the goodness of our God? Okay, now one thing that has been on my heart and on my mind, so like in my heart, like I'm praying about it, I'm thinking about it, I'm just feeling challenged and I want to grow in it. And on my mind, I'm like actively paying attention to this and trying to really change the way I think and change the way I feel by thinking about the holiness of God. God's holiness has been on my mind so much lately and how we as his people followers of the Lord, how we ought to be living our everyday lives as a response to his holiness and his call for us to be a holy people, a people set apart for his glory and his purposes. So, you know, that's not exactly what today's podcast is about. It's a little bit of a, an aside from talking about God's faithfulness, but I wanted to share that because I really doubt that I am the only one who's been thinking about the holiness of God as of late. I found that whenever, you know, whatever God is doing in my heart, whatever I, I am just like convicted or praying about a new, maybe an aspect of God's character or, or something along lo- those lines, often God is doing it in other people's hearts as well. I'll start to notice it uh, in what uh, people post on social media or somebody will send me a text and it'll be along the exact same vein of what I have been praying about and thinking about. So I wanted to say that to be an encouragement to you that if God has you thinking about his holiness and our holiness as his people as of late, uh, you know, just remember he has a purpose in leading you to think about that. You're not the only one. He's doing something when multiple members of the body of Christ are kind of thinking in the same way at the same time. And it's always good to be more aware of what you think and say and do. It's always good to be more and more aware of what you think, because how you think, that's how your life goes. What you say, what you say, oh my goodness, the power of life and death is in the tongue. And we want our, our words to bear good fruit in keeping with what the word of God has to say about what our words should be. You know, when you, what, and then of course that impacts what you do, what you think and what you say and what you do. All of that is just evidence of him working on a zillion different levels all at once. It's a good work that he is doing in you and through you. So if you've got an area, uh, say the holiness of God or another area where you've just been, this has been on your mind a lot, trust him, lean into him, keep leaning in, keep leaning on him, rest in him, pray, listen, you know, take some notes in your notes app on your phone, follow his leading, trust him, trust him, trust him. And he's going to finish every good work that he has begun in you because he is a finisher. And that's so important for us to remember. Okay, today I want to read Psalm 91 verse four. I'm going to read from the Amplified and just the very end portion of this verse. Here's what it says. His meaning God, his faithfulness is a shield and a wall. I'm going to say it again because it bears repeating. The faithfulness of God matters. He is, I-S is, present tense verb, is completely faithful. This goes beyond a behavior that we might see or experience now and then. This isn't like even a human, another human on this planet, their utmost faithfulness is just going to fall flat compared to the faithfulness of God. It's not a behavior. It's who he is. He is faithful, completely faithful. 
It's not now and then it's not hit or miss. This is a beautiful promise based on the character of our God, the utter and complete and unyielding faithfulness of God. It's as unending as like the vastness of the universe, but it actually would far surpass that. You know, even though we can't comprehend the vastness of the universe, God's faithfulness goes so far beyond our ability to comprehend anything. Galaxy upon galaxy of faithfulness. He is always and in all ways faithful. In every single aspect, he is faithful. Does that stir any hope within you today? Or maybe does it kind of leave you wondering, how can this be true? This, like God is that faithful? This seems so beyond my ability to understand. Maybe you find yourself feeling like you don't know how that can be true for you. Yep, I know that's true. Yep, I totally believe that. But how can that be true for me? Maybe you have like a mix of feelings as I talk about God's faithfulness. You're nodding your head in agreement and at the same time hoping, hoping, hoping that that faithfulness will be true for you in a hard place of your life, in a difficult situation. This very faithfulness is to us a shield and a wall. Those are not my words. Those are the words from Psalm 91. And Psalm 91, you know, it doesn't play. Psalm 91 don't play. It is in the Bible on purpose, intentionally. And we need to acknowledge that it is the truth straight from the very word of God. And this faithfulness, it is a shield and a wall to us for you and for me. Okay, so... In 2023, what does that really mean? Like a shield, a wall? Those don't, they don't like bring to mind immediate scenarios for us in our daily walking around life. These aren't, shields are not something that we carry around all the time. Our walls are not built around our cities anymore. You know, I'm, I'm not totally sure what I can liken it to for a modern day and age, but I'm going to try. Basically, I'm going to boil it down to this. Think of ultimate protection. What does a shield do? A shield intercepts specific attacks. You can move it around. It's relatively mobile. It's large enough to protect you. It's strong enough to protect you. Um, it's, it's made to be wearable. Like wherever you go, you can have a shield with you, you know, and you can move it around and, oh, this target's coming. I'm the, this part of my body is the target. I'm going to move the shield here and there to block it. Uh, shields protect from projectiles. So long range things coming at you. They also will protect you if you're in like a battle with like close range weaponry, right? I mean, you can use it up close and you can use it for things that come from far away. A shield can actively, actively block dangers and attacks. It can also close lines of protection. So think of linking up with other shields. Think of that Roman turtle shell you've maybe seen in some movies uh, where all the, or think of Lord of the Rings, you know, they put up their shields and most of those fiery arrows, they kind of hit the shield wall that they built um, and bounce off. And then they have their moment to uh, disconnect their shields and charge the enemy, right? It's, it can, so it can be a more, um, like a, maybe not an individual form of protection in that scenario. It would be like a, a, we are together as the body of Christ praying, shielded, shielding one another. Uh, I'm shielding you. You're shielding me kind of protection. It's also that individual carry it on your arm with you into your day-to-day life to, to uh, combat the faraway attacks, the close-up attacks, the big ones and the little ones. It's both. Uh, that sounds pretty good to me. I'll take that as a form of protection. Now, what about a wall? 
So walled cities, they're not really a thing now, but they were a place. They were, they would have been places where you were safe. Okay. So again, think about protection and safety here. Think of all the places in the Bible that mention city walls, walled cities. Think about in the Old Testament, the cities of refuge that God told them to establish when they entered the promised land. It was a place where a person could run and they were going to be safe there. If say an accident happened and someone, they lost their life in an accident and you had something to do with the accident, you could flee to a city of refuge and you could be safe there behind those city's walls until it was determined by other people that it was or was not an accident. You know, if there had been no walled cities, those who had been you know, needed that place of refuge, those places of refuge, they wouldn't have been there because the walls, they kept some things in and they kept other things out, right? So think of your walled city, though God God is a wall around you. He is also your place of refuge when you are within his walls. Keeping this in mind, keeping this in mind, think about the things that God keeps out while he's also keeping some things in. Walls do that. And he is your wall. He is your shield. Other things uh, do that in this day and age, right? Like password protection, secure logins, uh, key fobs for the car. It's super easy to just lock your car. It's easier than it was in times past. And, you know, um, compare it to an old, like a classic type car. You can get into that thing with a screwdriver, right? A newer car, not so much. Um, Places to keep your valuables safe, like locks on doors, Safes, bank vaults, safe deposit boxes, security systems, uh, doorbell cameras, modern types of safety walls. This stays in here, nice and safe and protected. And the not so positive things, they can stay kind of out there on the other side of the wall. Good fences make good neighbors and all that kind of thinking, right? Walls also bring to mind the idea of fortifications, like a first line of defense. Throwback again to the Lord of the Rings movies, like Helm's Deep. That was a walled city. It was protected. God's faithfulness is that to us. Protection intercepting specific attacks that are aimed directly at you. And that does happen, my friend. Protection from projectiles. Projectiles can be words spoken to you, spoken about you, spoken over you. Um, I've seen on social media several times a post that basically says something to the effect of don't worry too much about people that God removed from your life. He may have heard you mentioned in conversations where you were not present. And yeah, there could probably be some truth to that. If Psalm 91.4 is true, and it most certainly is completely, totally true, then there could be conversations that were about us, but not with us, not to our face. We were not in that conversation, but it was about us. And maybe at times, God just sort of moves us along, moves us along a little bit. We might lose contact with people or something, just kind of drift apart. It's not always a bad thing. There are times when it could be a form of shield for us because words can have so much weight. You and I know that it's true. We know it's true. There's no point in pretending that, you know, I'm, I'm rough and tough enough. I'm bad enough. I can let all that roll off like water off a duck's back. Listen, I'm not a duck and neither are you, okay? I'm not waterfowl and neither are you. Words can be heavy. They can carry a lot of weight. And sometimes God just flat shields us from those weighty words. 
Anybody want to say amen to that? Like say, thank you, Lord, that you know that he does that regularly. It's one of the best blessings of my life. Um, You know, I had a time when I had to let a couple of folks know that I was not interested in any more phone calls. So this is way back before cell phones and text messages. Okay, so no, no social media note, like they would call me and and from another state and just just the family gossip, you know, it was just the family gossip. You will not believe what so and so said about so and so. And then da, 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 da. and then here's what they said about you. And here's what they said about your husband, and blah, blah, blah. And here's what happened over here. And, you know, I, I had to kind of just sort of put my foot down and let them know, I did not want to hear about it anymore. I just didn't want to. And when I didn't want to be part of that gossip train, they stopped calling me. Okay, listen, it's the opposite of Cameron in Ferris Bueller's Day Off when he's sick in bed and Ferris keeps calling him and he's, he'll keep calling me, he'll keep calling me. No, no, this was the opposite of that. The phone quit ringing and I was all the better for it because I couldn't change what was happening a state away. I couldn't change I mean, I had, it had nothing to do with me. A lot of this stuff and the parts of it that were about me, it frankly was none of my business what they were saying about me because they weren't saying it to me. God wanted me to be protected from knowing that stuff, right? You know, I mean, Proverbs talks about gossip being like a, it's like a, oh, it's like a choice morsel and it goes down deep and you just crave it more and more. Yeah, you can like shut that off by just saying, I'm, I'm not going to participate in this gossip train. And that's a good place to be. I lived my life so much better because of that when that phone stopped ringing and it stopped ringing because I said, I don't want to hear anymore. I don't need to hear anymore. I'm out. Lord bless you. I'm done. Words can have weight and the faithfulness of God can protect us from weighty words. That is a blessing that is like beyond our ability to measure or calculate. What about close range weapons? What about projectiles? Do you ever need to be hidden away from that projectile? You can see it coming from a ways off and you might know, yep, I need to be protected from that. And what about when all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, that felt like a a knife in my back. That's close range, right? Sometimes we just need to have some enemy attack, some stuff away from us. God protecting us from it. His faithfulness is a shield and a wall for all of those things up close or far away. Isn't he good? And isn't he good to you? This is what you have in the Lord God Most High. You have so much faithfulness that it's a shield and a wall for you. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. This applies to every single disciple of the Lord Jesus. It sure does. And right now, it applies to you. I don't want you to miss the forest for the trees. I don't want you to feel like, yes, this is a good word. I love that the body of Christ has this. You should love that the body of Christ has this. Right now, though, I want you to really be thankful that you have this. Don't feel like you are just one of the masses. This is for everybody and you're part of the everybody, but you don't feel like it's for you specifically. That's a lie from Satan. This is a promise that is meant to be your promise. It is yours. That's why you're listening to this podcast episode today so that you can hear and believe this exact specific promise for your specific life at this specific moment. This is for you And that's really, really great news. Because if God's telling you he's your shield and your wall, he's he's telling you, you you need to you need to stand back and watch me do some protective work in your life right now. That's really good news. Here and now, in the middle of this first month of the new year, it's yours. For some of you, that's exactly what you needed to hear today. 
I hope this goes from your ears right into your heart and mind. Let God soften your heart and like literally, literally bless your heart. Not like the Southern saying, well, bless your heart. No, no. Let him really bless your heart and be a comfort and a blessing to you in the exact places of life where you most need it right now. And then change your thinking with this promise. Like when it goes from your ears into your mind, it changes your thinking because how you think, that's how your life goes. The direction of your thoughts is the direction of your life. So think well. Think on these things, the New Testament says. Think on the truth of God's word and the truth of Jesus. Praise God for his truth. And I mean it, like praise him and thank him for his truth. Here today, this is when we praise him for his faithfulness to us. We we want to praise him tomorrow and hopefully we were praising him yesterday, but we can't go back in time and praise him then. Don't put off your praise. Here today, praise him for his faithfulness to you. Through it all, he never abandons his own. Thank him for that and make that thankfulness a sort of first fruit offering to him right now at the beginning of this year. Be thankful right from the get-go of the year. For the next 12 months, I am expecting him to be faithful, utterly faithful to you and to me. I'm believing for that. I'm believing for that, and I hope you can believe for that too. Don't go to sleep tonight without reflecting on God's faithfulness to you and the truth that his faithfulness never ends and it's all encompassing. Before your head hits that pillow or maybe when it hits that pillow, if it takes you a bit to fall asleep, if you're more like me and you don't fall asleep instantly, remind yourself that Psalm 91.4 is the reality of your life. And why is that? Because he who promised is faithful. He is faithful. He can't not be faithful. It's actually who he is. Your shield of protection and your protective walls before you behind you, all around you. That's God's commitment to you. And he never tells a lie. It's actually impossible for him to lie. He does not deal in partialities or half-truths. You know, think of uh, the Christmas story movie and Flick getting the blame for the bad word that Ralphie said when he was chained in the tire with his dad and the, the lug nuts all went flying like, and he blames it on Flick. Like, aren't you thankful that you have a friend who sticks closer than a brother, a friend in God? And that he's nothing like even your best friend Flick and Ralphie on earth. Like, I mean, he sticks closer than that. Because we are human and we deal daily with humanity in ourselves and in others, uh, you know, we can sort of do this byproduct kind of thing where we start to inadvertently attribute human behavior to God's behavior. We sort of humanize the Lord in a way, like in our thinking and in our expectations. But that's not right. That's not right. According to the Bible, that's just actually not correct at all. We are not to conform the Bible to our thoughts, right? We, our thinking is to be conformed to the word of God, to the living word, to the Bible's truths. The truth of the word of God to hear, to us right here is that God's faithfulness is, present tense is, a shield and a wall. I need you to believe that today. Believe it now like you've never believed it before. Listen, Jesus is going to come again for his church. Hear that. For his church. It's his. We're not our own church. We're his. We belong to him. And it's wise and prudent to remember that. Sooner than later. Sooner than we think, most likely, he is going to return for his church. So we should live believing him fully. Because that's how we're going to be ready when he comes. 
May he not find us doubting, but believing. May he not find us waxing and waning, but on fire for him and living for his kingdom purposes. When he comes, our faith will become sight. Think about that. When he comes, our faith will be sight. This is our time for faith. This right now is our time for faith-based believing. As Jesus said himself, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Isn't it incredible that you can be one of those whom he was talking about? He said, blessed are. There's a blessing for you when you believe without having seen. You can be one who has not seen him face to face and yet believes and get the blessing that Jesus has for you. This is your year for believing, to live believing. Start today with Psalm 91 verse 4 and believe. Tomorrow, get up and believe again and believe even more of what the Bible says every single day. Stay on that path, my friend, and you will not ever, ever regret it, not for a single moment. You will be blessed, said Jesus, if you believe without having seen. Can you say that right now that's true of you? Is it your blessing right now? If not, why not make it your blessing today? All right, I am going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. But um, I did want to mention that you can still jump over to my website and grab the still. I mean, I'll leave it up all year long. The 2023 New Year kind of the prayer planner. It's not super like, it's not like you're going to be doing 18,000 hours of homework a week or something. Um, obviously, there aren't 18,000 hours in a week. But here's the deal. It's just like a verse, a little bit of, thought on the verse, a prayer. And the prayers in there are the kinds of prayers that I pray. They're not mamby pamby. I believe what I say to you in praying big, bold, daring prayers. And so, and then some room to kind of pray and plan, write some things out, listen with the Lord. It's a way to dedicate the beginning of the year to God, but you can do this. I don't care if it's July, do it in July. You can find that at my website, just my name, J-A-N, middle initial L-B-U-R-T.com under the eBooks tab. And let me see what, oh, I know what else I was going to tell you. I have a, an audio course that I created all about Psalm 91. And since I spoke about Psalm 91 today, if anybody would be interested in that, I am going to put a link for that in the show notes. It's like it's like $19 right now. Um, I'm going to see if I can add a coupon code for this episode. So I'm going to, I'm actually just doing this right now on the fly. So how about, how about coupon code BELIEVE, B-E-L-I-E-V-E, to add a discount. I'll see how much of a discount I can add. It's not on my own platform. I'm still working on creating my own app where I could have that at whatever, you know, however I want to do it. But this is on another app. Um, It's an audio course, coupon code BELIEVE. I will put that link up there. Check it out if you might like some encouragement as far as like living in a safe place in in a walled city with God fully as your shield. And if you're interested in living and praying from a state of like chronic belief, that's my hope and my prayer and my goal for this year, that I can daily live in a state of like chronic and contagious belief, not just random belief, belief in every single thing that God's word says is true, that I would, that I would chronically believe it and that I would be contagious about that belief. So um, if you find me talking about things like this with some excitement, it's because I know what my end goal is. By the time I reach the end of this year, I want to encourage you to live in chronic belief and I want to be contagious about my belief. So do I get fired up about it? Yes, I do. Am I sorry? Not really, because this is the best way to live. Jesus is the best thing going. I'm telling you what, and I'm so thankful to live at this point in time 
with my heart fully surrendered to him. What a gift. What a treasure. I'm thankful for you. I'm praying for you. Big, bold, brave, daring things. And Psalm 91 verse 4, that's your word for right now. It's for you. Believe it. Believe it. God is faithful and he is going to be faithful to you right now. Lord bless you. And I'm going to see you next time for episode number 133. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.